stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. You know, all the times I've, I've driven through BAM for Jasper, I've never actually seen a bear. Like, not at all. Not even from, from far, far off. Never seen one at all. I, I would like to. I, I, I like to think as well that I'm smart enough to realize that, that seeing a bear from my vehicle is as close as I want to get. Uh, unfortunately, not everybody uh, takes that to heart. And it should be obvious. Story here from uh, Global News on Sunday. A video was taken that showed a woman being charged by a black bear along Highway 93 near Honeymoon Lake, just south of Jasper. Uh, according to uh, Stefan Jenner, his wife recorded the video. There were many tourists who had pulled their cars over to stop and take photos of the bear. All of a sudden, we see someone running around the car and a bear charging towards a woman. Fortunately, the bear didn't follow through and the woman was able to walk away. Wow. And yeah, you, you see this and, and you wonder, what are people thinking? You know, th- these are animal, I mean, any wild animal, you don't want to get too close, especially an animal like a bear that is capable of severely injuring or even killing a human. Well, joining us to, to talk a bit about why this is still an ongoing issue and how we counter this uh, we're pleased to welcome to the program uh, Steve Malcolm. He's a human and wildlife conflict specialist with Parks Canada. Steve, thanks so much for joining us here today. You're welcome, Rob. Um, how often does this kind of thing happen? Do, you, do we have a good idea? Yeah, I would say every day there's probably anywhere between mm-hmm. 50 and 100 uh, wildlife jams uh, throughout the park. You know, Jasper has probably over 500 kilometers of roads into different areas. And, you know, roads create great habitat for uh, wildlife you know you got uh, more sun more food availability on the roadside ditches and so forth so it's a big attractant and it's an important food source actually for various animals as well um and you know combining that with uh, with high visitation we we're starting to see this as a bit of an emerging problem yeah we get more of these encounters now i, I guess we can try to do as much as we can to try to steer wildlife away from the roads but to to you know to do it uh, all the time everywhere i mean that's just not realistic is it no and you know it's not even realistic in any spot if something if one individual animal is getting a little food stress and wants to access food just for survival there's no way that a little bit of pressure is going to going to change that so that there, there's that drive to access food, and they need that. And, you know, now we're into the big buffalo berry season, and that's where the buffalo berries are probably at their peak right now is because they've got most of the sun and exposure, and, and they just need that food. And so they're going to put up with people and vehicles uh, as a result of that, probably more than they normally would, and these kind of conflicts uh, occur. So what, what kind of food are, are they finding along the roads? Is this food that people have left behind or thrown out their window, or is it, is it something else? No, no, that's uh, human food, and definitely that's not uh, attractive. Okay. The, big, the big attractant in the spring is, uh, you know, the vegetation. So they'll, the, the bears slip over to uh, vegetation quite a bit. But right now in June, the end of June, early uh, July, it's the uh, buffalo berries. It's a, a very significant food source um, that they're accessing. Now, especially this time of year, we get a lot of tourists that are coming through the national parks, Jasper in particular, obviously. And 
I, I get that maybe people aren't as familiar with, with some of these challenges as, as people who live closer to these parks. But at the same time, I don't know, it, it, it seems baffling to me that, that I mean, it doesn't matter where you live. I mean, a bear is a bear. And, and how people don't realize the risks, I, I can't understand it. I mean, are, what, what do you make of it when you hear and, and see stories like this? You know, it's, it's well, it's interesting, you know, with two and a half million visitors that come through the gates, we're gonna we're going to expect that there's a lot of those visitors that have, have never seen wildlife, do not understand the difference between bears and elk and and the dangers and the and proximity. So we try our our hardest to reach out to as many people as possible just to sort of uh, familiarize themselves with the you know the safety elements to each of these animals because you know bears are dangerous so are cougars so are elk and so is moose. And even though their behavior doesn't exhibit uh, any danger, like if every time somebody stepped out of a vehicle, uh, those animals would charge them back into the vehicle, then I think it'd be pretty easy. But they don't. And they tolerate human presence uh, quite uh, substantially in these areas strictly because they're just trying to access food and and realize that people aren't going to be a threat. But space is a is a critical element to them, and that's why we encourage people over and over again to not leave the vehicle. The vehicle is a, a safe uh, area, and it actually doesn't compromise the animal's activities. Right. So people might get it in their heads that this animal seems friendly because of the the behavior it might be exhibiting at any given moment. Exactly. Yeah. You know, someone texted to say, I came across a black bear while out in the wild. It was about 30 feet away. It only took the look in his eyes to convince me 30 feet is, is too close. So, right, to have that, that, that cautious approach, I, I think, is what we need. I mean, what, what do you advise people? Right? And people are looking for your advice or the information you try to provide to people passing through. What do you tell them? Well, we we appreciate the fact that, you know, wildlife viewing, you know, and you were mentioning earlier in your show that, uh, you know, you hardly ever see wildlife. Well, you know, between May and uh, August, there is significant amount of wildlife on the roadsides, again, because of that uh, food access. Yeah. Um, we, we our, our standard safety lines are 30 meter distance between uh, ungulates, so that's all the elk and moose and deer and so forth, and 100 meters uh, for any of the carnivores like bears and cougars. And strictly because, you know, they can be, depending on the individual, become very aggressive very quickly. And obviously, we saw that uh, clip how quickly they can move and uh, attack somebody. And that an- that individual animal certainly had every opportunity to do that. You know, I, I give that animal some credit, the fact that he pulled back right at the last minute. Yeah. But you can tell that it took a, it must have took a lot for that individual to get that angry to, to finally push somebody, you know, a big crowd of people to push somebody out into that crowd. So, you know, distance is important. You know, for all roadside viewing, we're you know we're we're saying absolutely stay in your vehicle it's the best thing for the animal it allows the animal to continue its natural uh, behavior without getting exposed to people all the time that whole exposure to people can create some issues because then they become more comfortable with people and then they become more interested and there's always a greater chance that uh, somebody's going to leave food or or throw food out to an animal if they're right beside it 
And then it eventually leads into the situation where these animals start exploring uh, or some areas where we're not that comfortable, like campgrounds and, uh, and facilities and vehicles and so forth. Do you, do you get the sense that this is kind of anecdotal, but I mean, you know, we're, we're in this kind of selfie era, the, the era of Instagram and Facebook, and everyone wants, wants to get the, the picture that everyone's going to be talking about, everyone's going to be liking and sharing. I mean, does, do you think that almost, you know, is a factor here where people are taking stupid risks because they want to try to get that picture? Yep. And, you know, we've we've talked about the, the selfie uh, obsession right now, and for sure it, it generates... You know, first of all, people see somebody uh, up close and personal with a wild animal and they just assume they're all like that. Well, every wild animal is actually quite different. Sure, I have a lot of individual bears that are extremely human tolerant, uh, and which means they'll give you a little bit more leeway that they may not even have bluff charged you like that one did. But I'll have that same area with a different animal and its space tolerance is zero. It does not any, want anybody near them within 50 to 100 meters and will bluff charge or maybe even make contact with somebody if they come too close. And no, everybody is not able to assess every individual animal's behavior. So that's that's why, you know, the selfie, they may have got lucky with that one individual, but it certainly wouldn't work with another one. And that's why it's just so important to run this sort of safety line of, you know, 100 meters with uh, carnivores. And if you're on roadside, you know, because sometimes roadsides won't even provide that 100 meters in the vehicle is uh, critical for that animal's welfare as well. Are, are there fines that come into play if, if people are getting too close to wildlife or putting themselves or others in, in dangerous situations? There there are, you know, and and. Considering the fact that most people are coming from a different country without any understanding of wildlife, you know, going into the legal portion of it, which, you know, is sort of our last uh, uh, our last option. Like, if we don't feel that um, this person's uh, respecting wildlife, if they're feeding wildlife, for example, then that's where the fines come in. But, you know, we'd like at least to, to reach out on sort of media communications like this is, to let people know that, you know, this is not acceptable. And yes, there could be fines, but I would prefer that it doesn't get to that point where we have to start laying fines to try and solve problems. Right. And it would be difficult to enforce. Look, if there's Parks Canada officials that are there to witness something, then then presumably people would be a little more well-behaved. But That's correct, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Steve, I appreciate you sharing your insight with us here today. Thanks for making some time for us. Thank you very much. You have appreciate it. You too. Steve Malcolm, uh, Human Wildlife Conflict Specialist with Parks Canada, somebody who I'm sure uh, pounds his head on his desk on a fairly regular basis. Just, you know, the stuff that's out there and the crazy things people are doing. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of people coming to visit the parks from from far away, but... I don't know under what rock you need to live under to think that, hey, I'm going to go put my arm around this bear and, and get a cool selfie. I mean, what do you, right, and not everybody's doing that, obviously. that That's a little bit of an exaggeration, but um, you're getting way too close to these animals. Got a text from uh, Mary who says, I know of a guy who lost two kid brothers, two kid brothers to a black bear in Algonquin Park back in the 1970s. Right, And that's what they can do. Why take the chance? Yeah, I get that it's incredible. You're driving down the road and, oh, my God, there's a bear. I've never seen a bear. Like I said, I would imagine that it would be pretty cool. So there you go. Take it all in. Appreciate the moment. Wow, look at that bear. Look at that glorious animal. Got to see that. 
to tell people about it. You don't need to be an Instagram star by getting out of your vehicle and going up to that animal. It's not worth it, people. Jeez. 403-974-8255. We are back with more. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.